very special edition of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast, a special Carlton mid-season report. We figured with the bye, it's probably no choice, so. but to do one, really. We didn't do a pre-season re- uh, preview because Fabian couldn't be bothered. <laughs> so, we figured so we're following up on nothing. <laughs> following up on nothing, no sort of pre-season thought, predictions. Thought someone let that one go. No, anyway. I remembered it because Tim and I were both like, we should do one. Well, I was pumped. And then you were like, no, 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 no. We didn't. So we're, just, we're doing this one without any kind of platform to refer to. So thanks. Uh, Fabian, you're here. Hello. Buonasera. Ragazza. Ragazzi. That's a girl. Whatever. Uh, Timbo, you're back. Back Excellent. and uh, ready to roll. Excellent. And of course, I'm here. Uh, we're going to kick things off with a bit of a, what have we liked about the season so far? We've played 13 games. The bye always throws me off. Yeah. Different things. Yep. I think we're 13. Um, what have we liked from the season so far, Timbo? Lead us off with your... First pick. I was thinking about this during the week, and I thought the sliding doors moment of Charlie Kerno mm-hmm. when he went down against Port Adelaide, and for five minutes you've just thought the best young key position player in the country, when we're desperate for hope and a light moving forward, has gone down on the back of Doherty already having gone down. You thought this is just devastating. Um, and, the, and he had a very, very poor start to the season. He was really underdone in his off-season, which I, in itself, was disappointed by. But the way that he's picked up his season and he's progressively gathered, and the, the knee's still troubling him, I reckon, yep. but he always showed he was about to play a big game and the seven goals on the season couldn't have come at a better time for the club. And Even the three goal, like his game against Brisbane was, was very good as well, he, very he was, encouraging. He was moving well. He, he, it just You knew that it was going to click and... I'm, <laughs> During the game, I sort of said I, I did a trade in a, a fantasy draft league that I'm in to get Charlie Kerno in. I traded Jack Vining out to get Charlie Kerno in. Um, midfielders are at a bit of a premium, mm. but uh, you just knew Charlie was going to explode very, very soon. And so the, the fact that we've now got a Charlie who's up and going and excited, yet exciting, yet having been underdone, and you know the future is looking good with a Harry Mackay who's, who's obviously realised he's an AFL footballer, and there's a lot to be buoyant about in our forward line. Before we move to Fabian for his first like of the season, I think a really encouraging thing, uh, Charlie kicked eight goals in eight games. He's kicked ten in the last two. Seven's a bit of an aberration. He's not going to kick seven every week. But from going from one goal a game to five goals a game, I think that says more about the way we're actually deploying him, using him, playing to his strengths, which is allowing him to play to you know his strengths. So that's been encouraging. What about you, Fabian? I've liked that when we score, we score well. In the yeah. patches that we do score now, obviously, when we put it together for near on four quarters, we've hit over a hundred twice. We score heavily. We'll put twenty five past someone before this season. Yeah. Is on out. Saturday night, we were thirty one. Yep, we were thirty one. I I got a text from I sent Mum a text when Charlie kicked his seventh. We got to within three points. Said how long's left? There was over two and a half minutes left. He said, put when, those alphabet nuggets in the <laughs> oven. When you watch, <laughs> when you watch. <laughs> The, the replay, I don't think we got we kicked the first goal of that run until about the six-odd minute mark. Wow. And I remember sitting there going, Dad, we were watching it going, when do we start scoring? Because I know that we stopped scoring at two and a half minutes. Yeah. And to think that we've kicked five goals 
in three and a half minutes or four minutes, in whatever it is. that quick time is really encouraging. Yeah, not many other sides would be able to do Super that. Super encouraging. Yep. Um, something that I've absolutely loved, and we're going to touch on, I've got some great stats later on. I did a bit of research. Good boy. Jacob Wietering has been absolutely terrific. A couple of, look, one or two little matchups weren't quite his go. Naturally, we understand that fast leading forwards aren't defenders' um, bread and butter. Yeah. And he's obviously not going to be able to necessarily go with those really super agile guys. Um, so he's had a one or two lead matches, but on the whole, he's been outstanding. Shout out us. to Damien Tardio. Shout out to Damien yeah. Tardio. But he, he has been absolutely terrific in the way he is um, marked. He's shown the confidence that we'd seen very, very early on in his career. And his use of the ball, his cool head, he's he has been, been, been terrific and would comfortably be in our top three in the best and fairest Agreed. in and around the obvious. I've been having a blue with a bloke on Twitter when I said he will be in consideration for the I Australian team, oh. and, and he said he wouldn't be in the top 300, and I thought, you are an absolute well, fool. I hope he's listening, because i got some stats about Jacob's defensive work that we can go through when yeah, we do sure our player readings. Put him on Twitter, um, so I can re- retweet him. <laughs> and then, obviously, I'll, I'll back into my second like. Um, Patrick Cripps will win his third best and fairest. Uh, yeah, he will. You I thought think? you were going to get very bold there. He'll win his third best and fairest. He'll win his third All-Australian this year. Jacob Wiedering would have to be on the podium, and the other man that has to be on the podium with them is Sam Walsh. Yeah, wow. At this point in time, through yeah. 13 games, what he has put together in a debut season for a first-year player, and I made the point in my notes a little bit later on, those in the media talking about the rising star. We've been bitten by the rising star a couple of times, and it's not ultimately it's not important to win it. It's a nice feather in your cap as a young player. After pitting him against Connor Rosie, who's having a good year. He's a, he's a nice little footy Absolutely. player. Absolutely. Connor Rosie's having a really good first year. After pitting Sam against him for the better part of 10 weeks, Sam's seen him off. He's lapped him. And now it's someone who's... Who's... who's uh, Sydney tr- Stack. Sydney Stack. Sydney Stack. It's Sydney Stack. And you're going, you're scratching. He's winning it. He, I think he's won it already. You're sitting there going, let's stop the pissing around. Like he's if won you got it. it. If you got injured and you're saying you've only got 13 rounds, I mean, Murph didn't win it in his year. He should have. played 12 games and um, and broke his collarbone. And Daniel Pearce ended up winning it. And Daniel Pearce, really good footy player, yeah. had a very good first year, used his pace well, yep. tackled well. You know, he, he was a good footballer. But who played the best football that year as a who Mark was eligible? Murphy and, Mark Murphy and by the length of the stroke. And we're seeing things from Sam Walsh from a first year player that we probably we, Carlton, we probably haven't seen since Murph's first year. I don't know that I don't know for a with guy the exception of Joel Selwood, I don't think we've ever seen football from a first year player ever that mm. we've seen from Sam Walsh. And what encourages me is what he becomes in five when he's bigger, when he's stronger, and he'll get fitter. If he stayed exactly the same way as he player. is right now for 15 years, I would be wrapped. Yeah. And that's the thing is he will get better. Spot on. What His do you got? Out, f- output in rounds 10, 11 are better than they were 1 and 2. It's yep. like he's gotten better. He's gotten better. Well. We actually saw that before we get on to your next like. Do you have another like, Fabian? No. Okay. We'll go to Tim for that then. Um, before we get on to Tim's next like, uh, we actually saw that a little bit in the back half of the year last year from our young players where they kind of breasted the tape really positively. Yep, yep. Dow and O'Brien didn't fall over the line at the end of the year. They were still playing reasonable footy fitness-wise. I think that bodes really well. What's your next like, Tim? Look, we've all got our hobby horses. We've got players that we like. Um, a guy that every single time you see him come out, he just the bits that he shows that are very, very good, 
you're just sit there and you're going, there is a footballer here who could absolutely fucking explode. Language Timmer. <laughs> and you t- you touched on it um, a little bit earlier. The front and centre by David Cunningham mm. and the hands and the coolness. What he has in his armoury, I-, I don't know. I don't know if he's a kid that lacks confidence. I- I've got in my notes later when we do a player by player that someone at the club almost needs to be employed full time to say to David before each game, it sounds like the most ridiculous thing. You're a jet. You're good enough. Yeah. He, you can play at this he level. Gives, he gives, we always talk about give me a glimpse. When And, and look, we we watched, I think it was the Essendon game pre-season and he kicked, did he kick three or four? Mm, yeah, no, he had a good night. Though he, he, was, he was kicking it well, uh, he was taking opportunities, but we've seen him kick goals where he's exploded away from clearance and looked really good. He's, as, as we said, his skills are terrific, his speed is terrific. His body has had to keep up with him. And, and I know you got frustrated a couple of weeks ago where he played one game back and he had to miss with soreness the next week. And you just thought, will this guy stand up? And it's still a question long term, but he keeps giving. And you just think opposition supporters will look at Carlton and go, your improvement's going to come from the big names. They wouldn't know who David Cunningham and, and we're is. And we're potentially sitting on an absolute gold yeah. nugget, and when he when he does come good, everyone's going to say, oh. where the fuck did he come from? And no. it's sort of like, How long like has he's he been, been there? there for fucking ever. Yeah. Sorry, I'm it's, it's the same way when there. we say, we're missing Tom Williamson. Mm. Yeah. And opposition yeah. supporters who go, the hell is who, that? The, who the hell yeah. is Tom Absolutely. Williamson? Absolutely. And they scoff. Yeah. Like, whatever. You, know, you don't know who he is. Uh, my next like, I'm going to get through this really quick. We spoke about it, and I don't want to dance on anyone's grave, but I thought I really liked ultimately the strong leadership the club showed a couple of weeks ago to make a pretty difficult decision. We, we spoke about it being an easy decision, but it's never easy to let someone go. Yep. It's it's a pretty tough call when we've hitched our wagon to a guy, but to actually show the, the sort of balls to go, look, it's we've got to make a move out. now. I, I like that. And then lastly, um, I love the Puma deal. I love where that's going, and I love the commercial position that the club is in. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, you said it's never easy to let someone go. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stab at me. Um, but I, I love the Puma deal. I'm very excited about that for the first time in 20 years. We'll have some new stuff and hopefully a uh, apparel partner that gives a shit. Um, and then just the overall commercial position that the club is in. We haven't been in a stronger commercial position arguably ever in terms of locking away sponsors, having firm commitments. We're not going to be scratching around come November, December, January to get people on board. We've got them on board. So uh, to everyone down at the club led by Kane Little, that's a real plus to come out of what's been a a particularly lean time. Off-field, our Mm. recruitment has been... And overall, but just the... In the last five years has been exceptional. It feels like the actual... The structure is put in... But the structure is in place that we need. Yep. The football department area, that sort of thing. Obviously, I think Andrew Russell will become a bigger player this season now that he's had a whole season and have a whole preseason, um, a second preseason. But just little little decisions like that, I feel like we're trending in the right direction. Agreed. Before we get into the overall review, we'll touch on last weekend's disappointing loss. We, we spoke about our scoring power. That was one of the uh, questions I had to put to you, but we'll, we'll skip past that. Um, one of the things, Tim, that I think, and I'm going to give you a horse racing reference here from the movie Seabiscuit. Yes which is where my horse racing knowledge comes from. Um, and, and ends. And, and starts and ends. <laughs> There's a really awesome scene in Seabiscuit where they're training for the match race against War Admiral. Yep. And they have to teach Seabiscuit to lead. 
he's never they've never done it. He just runs from behind and wins. And they say we've got a lead, and he's got to learn how to how to be in front, stay in front. And I watched us on Saturday night, and I thought Brisbane was the same. We got thirty seven points down and came back and maturity that week to hold the lead and finish it off. But against the dogs, you're sitting there going, we've got ourselves back into a, in, in a good spot and then to drop five goals. Yep. You know, we need to just develop that maturity to this is how we play from in front. Yep. And how we put distance between an opponent. And that just feels like the next step for us. We've got the scoring intermittently. but we've got that down, we can score, we can score quickly. But we just need to tidy things up at the back a bit. Well, even in the Brisbane game, we gave Brisbane an opportunity to get back into it. We gave them an opportunity it. for us for us to really drop our bundle again, and Brisbane didn't take it. Yep. And and which I think was great for us because I don't think we needed to be tested like that at a, at a very brittle stage of our career of our, our season rather. Yep. But the fact that we survived was great. Um, but we just we need to put somebody away. Hmm. And, and having done it to Western Bulldogs earlier in the year, it was a great opportunity. Albeit a, a weaker Bulldogs yeah, yeah. team that we But if somebody beat. had told you going to that game, Sean, we're going to kick 15 goals tonight, you've gone, your beauty, we won. Oh, I agree. And and think, this is obviously the next lead into to Fab here, is that, did you, did you watch the whole game on Saturday night, Fabian? 95% of it. How much of the first half did you watch? Yeah, most of the second half. Excellent. Night. You're well positioned to answer this question. Um, it felt as though... We just took a little while to get going again. Hmm. I wasn't concerned. I wasn't concerned about because they kept putting the stats up. The dogs players had had twenty possessions. Meaningless. Okay, take when, the when stats we, away. But we just didn't. We just didn't get the ball. See, when we lose yep. by how fifteen goals to the Giants, and they had a hundred more possessions. Well, that stat was worrying because they it's were damn, it was cutting us up. Yeah. They were killing us. And those that stat to me manifested in well, that's two, three quality players. If we have some on-field leadership, which being so young, we we lack. All we do is we pull back, we flood a little bit, and say, so "Flick the ball around all you want," but then it's a deep entry inside fifty to a contest. Yeah, and then we get the ball back. Even if we have to concede it behind, we get the ball back. Instead, we they'd flick, we chase. We they'd flick, we chase. We, and then eventually you flick it around enough. We were able to create Things. errors occasionally. Yeah. They were sailing close to the wind, particularly before half time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we just They got out just a few times. They wriggled like, out. Yeah, and, we, yeah, we get we get a hand on a jumper or something. Yeah. But eventually then it opens up after a while. We just we just never got the ball. Just talk yeah. about the Bulldogs. Do you think and I said this at the game to Dad, I go, do you think that the the number, the Bulldogs overpossessable, poor Ruse actually spoke about it, it was hilarious. He mentioned it briefly on Monday night. We'll speak more about Ruse later. But he mentioned, he goes, they just overpossessed the ball. He goes, it was ridiculous. Ruse was like, it was just, they're actually creating errors because they yeah. just possessed the ball too much. Yeah. Yeah, the game style he goes, it was just is, unnecessary. Is, is, yeah, self, not self serving. And um, I thought, I said to Dad, I go, do you reckon part of it is that it seems silly to think they could get away with it? But do you think part of it is to bluff the opposition coaching box into a panic? They're looking at a number, and a number says, Oh, geez, they're, fucking, they're plus uh, plus forty uncontested, and then you look at the raw number. And if you just look at the number in isolation, you go, "Fuck, that's bad." That's why you should never coach from the stats. No, but I agree totally. Mm. But, if the number, feel. but if the number's yeah. coming through, someone might look at the number and go, "That's sixty more touches." Yep. And look at some, look at something they shouldn't be looking at, mm. or get sidetracked. Think about take their eye. I've got to lock this guy. 
which is yeah, interesting. But I thought the game was symptomatic of our season in, as a whole. We go to the bye at two and eleven. We should be five or six wins. Oh yeah, absolutely. Easily. I mean, if, if you take the Gold Coast, you take Collingwood, you take the Bulldogs the second time, Saints. and you take Hawthorne. It's Hawthorne. Well, Saints, we weren't we weren't good enough in the Saints. Oh, we were pathetic. Sydney. Sydney. Sydney was Sydney. winnable, but we were behind all day. Yeah. Really, you know. So oh, yeah. the only ones you could lock away are Hawthorne, Gold Coast. Collingwood. We should, probably should have been this Bulldogs game because. The five in a five in a row is a bit deceiving. It's it's the three or the two at the back end of the third. Oh, the yeah. suckling, yeah. And I, oh. and I know I texted you, blokes, and I said, "This bloke's we've been sunken by bloody Matt Suckling." Well, well, he played five minutes of footy, and it was the difference between between the two teams. Now, take the take away the RC goal, yeah. Hats off to him. Like oh, he, he, it was it was oh, hard it, gut running that got he was him. the only bloke on the ground that could have kicked the goal. Right. He wasn't even kicking for goal. <laughs> well, I reckon you're right too. So it's 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 because. If they're not up going into the last, they don't play the start of the last the way they did. Yeah, you're right. To get those extra couple of goals, but, and then, junk, but late late goals in quarters they kill you. And it they, seems like we cop red red time goals, but I think that's all once again is a symptom of just kids. Yeah, that will hopefully be phased out with fitness and with a bit of belief, a bit of confidence that we can play the quarter out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> question to both of you: I think it's pretty obvious. The glove. Do we need to play Kerno just locked down from the get go? Well, how badly was he injured on Saturday night? Ed Kerno. And, and will he play? Oh, but I mean in general, generally speaking. Look, in general. Not every you, week. I, I reckon it, well, But yeah, I think I, we knew enough about Bont to go. I, I, I love Ed. I love Ed, but your job's to tag, mate. Lock him. You know, anything, anything else that he can give you. We talked about him kicking four against Sydney. Good on you, Ed. Well done. You took your opportunities. Do you remember those goals? Fluky. Oh, look, they weren't great. They were fluky. No, they were, absolutely. Good on you for doing it. But it's not your job. Ed Kerno, who I love, I love because he, he gives 100% Absolutely. every single week. And it doesn't always come off, yep. but it's it's consistent effort. His he's starting not, point has not, to be on a player yeah, every single he's week. He's not Andrew Carrazzo. No. no. He's not a tagger morphed into a legitimate midfielder in his own right. He's yep. a tagger. Yep. Play him as a tagger. And you Mark see Murphy is a midfielder. Yeah. Either play him there. Murph was good when he went in the middle. And if we've moved past him, guess where Murph goes? Murph goes in the twos. Mm. Murph doesn't go on a half forward flank. And forward. He's not Gary Ablett. He's not going to a forward pocket. He's not doing any of this bullshit. And I've called for it. Murph was good when he and went in the And I've called for it on Twitter. Middle. And certain people said to me, nah, he's done. I've heard this. And I've, whatever. Leaving the game on Saturday night, I'm not sure. You were at the game, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Not sure how your, similar your experience was. But, and we'll, we'll segue into Jack Silvani shortly. But leaving the game, we eat our own better than anyone. I'm convinced of it. Mark Murphy, look. Mark Murphy moving into the middle. We, we've, but we've spoken about this. Mark Murphy. Was a catalyst to us coming back. Murphy, the, first, the first comeback. Before he was Class. injured, before he was injured, wasn't having a great year. His no. preseason was, was pretty ordinary, and he, he looked to be, looks to me like he might still be carrying that ankle. Um, but credit where it's due, credit to a former captain of the footy club, credit to a guy that's played. He's played 250 games. I think so, yeah. Credit to a guy that's been around a very long time. He went into the middle. He turned the game. He turned the game. Absolutely. Yep. Not on his own. No, but he assisted. But he was a key part of us getting that run on, which got us the lead. Got us back back in, into, you know. And for people to walk out, it just seems like he's the easy target. It used to be Gibbs. One point it was like it was Walker or Jordan Russell. Yeah. You're sitting there going, come on, guys, Jesus. And by the same token, the the flack that – and Fabian, I'm going to put him in the, in the gun here. Your man – who you sent a text about in the first half, I think played his best half of footy for us. 
in the second half of the second half of the game on Saturday night. Fabian sent us a text saying he's not going to make it after eleven games. Drew a, drew a line through him, and he, he hadn't had a good half. Not a problem. He was a bit. You fumbly. know what the problem is with setters? Takes a little bit too long. He's twenty. I think he's scared. Oh Jesus! No, I reckon he I is. I wasn't think. I didn't think Fabian would go straight when to the, the sleeps with the lights on. Does he go? I don't know if it's the knee. He just doesn't seem he's played to played eleven or twelve games. Attack the football. I think there's been a couple of occasions when you would you would have liked him to have been cleaner with his hands when he was picking the ball off the deck under pressure than what he was. And a kid playing his eleventh game of footy can I, be I, afforded that. I texted you what. Remember, I said, "What's his, what's his attribute?" And you yeah. said, "He can kick the footy." And against Brisbane, set shots from those distances. He had a few on Saturday as well. So Look, early in his career, did Bryce Gibbs kick the set shots? Did Patrick Cripps kick the set that, shots? And that was the next bloke. And and you sit there and you're going, "That's that's who you're going to model." Hopefully, on. Yeah. Well, I, I just look. It's, it was an observation to you, boys. <laughs> let's just make it fully public. <laughs> but, but hey, um, hopefully, I've put the mods on him and. But I thought his second half was really positive. And where so- he gets I put, I put, to, where I, he finds the ball, yeah. the volume that he can get the footy at, the fact that he's a kick-first footballer, yeah. I really, really like him, and yeah. I really like the way that he's developing. You know someone else who's given us a little something-something over the last couple of weeks? Lockie O'Brien. Lockie O'Brien. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I put a line through him, and he's had the best two weeks he has of his career. A little something-something. And that's what we want. Fabian's big on it, and I totally agree. We want to see glimpses. We want to see moments. We don't need a four-quarter performance at this stage because that's yep. unrealistic. But give us a little moment here, a little moment there, good piece of awareness, positioning. The one against... Paddy Dow's goal. Paddy Dow's goal. The one against... Um, was Lockie O'Brien the flying set shot against Brisbane or Footscray? Western Bulldogs. Well, he did the one with... Hit the he, point he missed. Post. Lockie yeah. O'Brien, he missed, he missed everything. He, he streamed in and I, I screamed out, load up, Obi. But... And, <laughs> uh, and I just... Because I just thought... He but you know what? Kick the, goal. the positive for me is... He had the shot. He had the shot. Yeah. And, but more than that... Pitting the ears back. He was in the right spot. Yep. He was in the dangerous position on the ground. No one was near him. Yep. And he can kick the footy. And he mm. the, like footy. the difference is he kicks the goal, we win the game. Yeah. Suckling pulls something out of his ass, and he's a guy that he, he trusts his left foot. And it's the difference between the two teams. Yep. Totally agree. So you just keep going to the well, kid. The other keep big talking well. point out of last week for us, and I, to be honest with you, I couldn't believe it was as big a talking point as it was. I'm a Jack Silvani man. Yep. I think that he's got a bit to offer at AFL level. Yep. Didn't bother me that he was dropped. I thought he was fine against Brisbane. Thought he did some really good things against Brisbane. He cracked in, showed great endeavour, set up um, two goals in particular that were huge in the in the, the outcome of the game. Um, but at the end of the day, I think judging it dispassionately, match committee probably looked at it and thought we're balance. We're, we're a bit big. big. We're a bit slow, especially at half back. If we play him half forward, Johannesson, Daniel McRae, Bond, whoever is jumping off half back. They're going to cut we're, us up. We're exposed. And I think that that was a team balance thing, and I understand it. But the And what do you do about it? But the but the what we've seen come out later is, is there, a, once again in my notes of Jack Silvati in the player ratings, has there ever been an AFL footballer more maligned and overrated? <laughs> well, what was he, pick 55? By our, by our, by our own fans. By, by the whole competition. Sit there and go, he was not the difference. Him playing was not the difference between us winning and losing on Saturday no. night. No. Opposition fans love to sink their boots into him thinking, oh, you thought he was going to be a star. Ham- not God, one Carlton supporter then. ever no said ever that he was going to be a star. Were we happy that we drafted him? He was on Great the list. Story. Great story. We love it. Absolutely. And we all hear it. You're going, it doesn't matter whether you pick one or pick 91. 
you get on the list, what do you do with it? Because God forbid there's been plenty of blokes with talent that have pissed it away yep. and you know, Jared Pickett, yeah. you know, for the talent that he's got, he, he could be the most talented, well, maybe not Sam Walsh, but he could be the most talented player on our list. And and whether this he ever plays, whether, whether he plays another game of AFL football, I don't know. I kind of hope that he does, but then by the same token, if he does, I would have hoped that we would have traded him and got something out of him. And, and, and the little part of me that sort of thinks it's an opportunity lost on both fronts, um, it, it just disappoints me. Um, but... Um, and look, credit to Jack. He went back to the, the Northern Blues. They had a bad result as a team, yep. but he ends up having 26 kicks three, plays midfield minutes by all reports, has far a, and has away. Has 11 tackles. But far and away our best player on the yep. day. And you go, well, that's a great response. In the in the ones, and like I said, and you can't expect non-Carlton fans to watch Carlton games. Especially not closely. All right. So they get the stats, and it's mainly fed to them from the media. And like I keep saying this, the, the AFL media need correspondences. People who watch... Carlton every week. Well, they People need, who watch they Collingwood need, every week. So then they can say... They need beat reporters. Yeah, that's exactly right. What Not... Need. Robbo can't handle 18 teams. Jared can't handle it. They just don't, don't. So they look at the stats. So Healy just follows West Coast and so, Freo. Yep. Because he always does the West Australian games and he's in the All-Australian yep. um, selection panel and he just puts up West Australian players left, right and centre. So... Whether they deserve to be in there or not. <laughs> Jack Silvani may not have had a tackle. How many times has Jack... Put the pressure, pressure. on statless yeah. stuff. Oh, fantastic. Well, you can do a hell of a lot effort, of good work his... and never get the return on the stats scoreboard. So Jack has very rarely not brought the, the effort. Yep. Spurs. Spurs like Fabian. Puts the pressure on. Um, in the Neeful, <laughs> in the Neeful, in the Waffle, in the Sandful and the VFL, only one player this season has had more than 25 possessions, kicked three goals and had more than 10 tackles. Anywhere in all of Australia. Jack's all money. Exactly. But that was great. Look, as I said, fantastic response. And just on Jack, like I said, we can't stress it enough here, us three. I think we're all on the same page. Aware of the shortcomings of the player, but really supportive of what he can bring to us yep, when he's totally, in the team. Totally. And look, we, we obviously don't have a game this week, but is it Melbourne next week? Freya. F- sorry, Freya. I reckon his hands against Brisbane in contest, marking contest, have cost him his spot. Maybe, yeah, potentially. Because I reckon he could have, against Brisbane. He looked like he was ready to explode. Yeah. He looked fantastic, and in watching it, you thought, he's going to match up or no match up. Here, yeah. He kicks three goals to go along with the performance he had against Brisbane. He yeah. doesn't get dropped. Of course not. And if, obviously, if the weekend's performance in the twos is anything to go by, then you go, well, I don't have anything against him getting some midfield minutes as the season rolls on. So we'll wait and see on that one. He'll have opportunities before the season's out. <coughs> Especially when we picked up Matt Kennedy to be the big body to assist Cripps on the inside, and we'll he, talk about he, him more. And he's just we'll not registering more. enough of a blip on the radar. If 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 you don't have that player, he's let Silvani have two minutes a quarter or like whatever it, it works out like to it. be. In the same way that you know we're we're giving Michael Gibbons opportunities on the drip feed when he's in there, he's been good. He doesn't have to be in there all the time. When but, he's linking but know up, that it's up an the ground, yeah, you can tell he. Awareness, he's a midfielder. Who's yeah. this, Gibbons? Gibbons. Yeah, no, totally agree. He gets in the chain. Take a look at all these goals where we where we go from halfback forward. He's won two Liston medals. Yeah, like a people are surprised. At playing midfield. Yeah. He, can play mid- Liston medals. he can play midfield. <laughs> uh, the other sort of glaring, or really, to be honest with you, probably, and it's, it's um, very timely that we talk about this tonight given the news emerging today, What's probably the biggest problem position on our list, Timbo? Small forward. Small forward. We need a small forward. So out of Collingwood. 
Well, that's what they do now. Um, and look, rumours today have linked us with uh, moves for Jack Martin, who's out of contract. Tom Papley is in contract. Timo actually raised that a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? Old man, Keithy did as well. Shout out to Keithy. Jamie you know Ellis. Jamie Ellis, who? I'm not going to oh, mention. Yeah, old mate. Old mate. Old mate. Yeah. yeah. Old mate deep throat. <laughs> um, Jamie Elliott's another. He's out of contract. I think he's a restricted free agent. And given Pickett's uh, departure, who he pretty much had an unimpeded run at the small forward position if he was fit, and unfortunately had a bit of bad luck on the injury front for the last 18 odd months. And I'll throw to you in a minute to discuss the broader trade ramifications and ruminations. But the big one for me, we saw a couple of glimpses on it of it on Saturday night. And particularly with Levi defence and potential reshuffling there with Jones coming back in, I play Daisy small forward. Showed he could kick a goal. Knows where they are. It's crafty, crafty, crafty veteran Eddie Harris. Eddie Harris, crafty veteran. <laughs> but he he knows where the goals are. Can finish. Um, he pumps he pumps you up. Pumps everyone up. Mm. He's got a bit of spunk and strut about him. And may leave one or two on some opposition players too. No, totally. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and he's Absolutely. one of he's one of the guys in the team where you sit there and you go the goal he kicked on the weekend, Lockie O'Brien kicked one against someone. We were getting badly beaten North maybe, but the running goal on yeah, the fifty, the running maybe, goal maybe. on running goal on or outside fifty, you go GWS maybe. You go, Daisy can kick it. Yeah, yeah, you can kick that. Those type of goals do lift. Oh, but I even, hate to mention this on on our Dustin even, Fletcher. No, nah, the Adam, oh. Adam side on the weekend. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's that yeah. type of goal that lifts. Yeah. It's, it's, kicking it to the goal square, it's the mark that gets you up. He then kicks the goal from a goal square, it doesn't get you excited. Yeah. It's the, But it's the it's when you know you've got the player that can kick it and he gets into the position where he can, all the supporters of that team, they all rise ahead of it. It's not, it's not a surprise to them. Whereas, again, like the Matthew Sucklings of the world, no one was going was going to say, oh, we're in trouble here. Mm. And he just pulls one from nowhere because he can. Daisy seems to me like the sort of guy I remember, you know, um, vividly in his pomp, Campo was that guy running through 50. Yeah. You just thought, beauty. Yep. You go, you'll kick it. What's the best running goal you've seen? It's got to be Brattles. It's oh, got to be Bradley's check side from, yeah, against I loved, I Carlton. I'm not talking about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I loved it. It ultimately meant nothing. Nothing. The I, Simpson goal. Which one? The one against Essendon. That was yeah. a great goal. No, I love. So the best um, running goal is Peter Matera in the ninety-two grand final. He kicked the one that he kicked about eight hundred meters. Yeah. <laughs> still hasn't landed. He genuinely kicked it from sixty-five. Is that what you were going to say? No. Oh no. Okay. A little less flary than that. I just I love like um, Marku in eighty-two. Yes. And then up the other end from the same camera, but it's the other angle. Adrian Whitehead, ninety-five. Yes. Yes. Just because it's pure just pure finish too. It's just the most. Yeah. You just sit he did there as easy as you'd like. Easy as you would like, and as soon as he kicked it, he was just going back. It's a goal. Um, shout out to one of the Beverly Hills under 11s, Josh Marku, nephew of. Really? Yes. There you go. Carlton royalty. Um, not so much a running goal, but he received it and got oh, it from fifty. Yes, yes, against Richmond. Oh, the other oh, ones against oh, Essendon as well. Geez, oh. Cheeky bounce. I don't think Kelly's ever got the stains out of the pants with that. One. That was that. I loved that. Goal. It was how hot was it that night? Yeah, was it? Yeah, and it's as good as you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah. He, he ruins yeah. it with it's buddy like. Don't need that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Andrew Christou, ninety five. You love that goal. Yeah, love that goal. Love that goal. But as you sort of said, you you watched the build up and you saw him coming and then saw it unfolding. It. Yeah. And then the wolf. Yeah. Because he actually doesn't like Andrew's got a roost on him. And he's kicked it from 50 and Sticks has had to... It's shepherd an awkward kind of yeah. shepherd on the line, yeah. but it's... Harry Madden, running goal? It was there that, was there that day. We said running goals. 
He was running. He was, he was running like I was in the car that's park true. a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> that's true. But uh, look, that that to me, as I said, for me, Daisy Ford is is something I'd like to see a little bit more of, particularly if we get a, a um, somebody in defence with a bit of experience who can hold it down and with that reshuffling. But just on the small forwards, Matt Owies. Well, he's kicked five on the weekend. We're going to talk about him later. Um, he's kicked five on the rebound weekend. too. But are we interested in any of? Yeah, I like that. Are we interested in any of Jack Martin, Papley, Elliot? And Co. Who's Elliot? I, I wouldn't touch Jamie Elliott Jamie because Elliott. I just don't yeah. think his body's up to speed. And and if if we've just lost out on a Jared Pickett whose body wouldn't get right. Papley, oh, if you can get Papley. Pap, Papley is very young, very good, like very it. enthusiastic. Are they in caps, uh, cap issue? Have they got no cap issues, Sydney? Well, Are you, they having you, to you, offload him? You'd probably anticipate that he, he is, but... The amount of trading that is happening in modern day football and and the advent of free agency is if you want somebody, you go out and get them. And if you're paying overs to get the right player, you do it. And the bottom line is the Sydneys of the world probably wouldn't break the bank to be able to keep him. And if we're smart and we throw the money at the right guy, look, I love Jack Martin, the footballer. I think he shows so much promise. I don't think he's a small forward, though. Well, and that's what I'm thinking too. Mm. You could play him as a half forward flank, and he could be a really hard matchup. But if I'm, I'd rather him playing on the wing or, yeah, totally. or running through the middle and all that. But playing the Chris I, Yaron role, I basically, think our free agency dollars need to be spent on a Mid? small forward and mids, 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 mids. I mids, think mids. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if free agency goes the way of a mid. And we look to trade. Kane Little spoke about it today. I think we've been pretty transparent about it. Is it small forwards what we're in the market for? If Levi left in a trade, how many clubs need now? Thank you, Levi Casbolt. That you could throw forward at a pinch, Adam Hunter style. Yeah. Um, I I thought about it, and I thought the Western Bulldogs uh, could probably number thirty-nine. I was thinking about Kingsley Hunter, Kingsley Hunter from (laughs) Frio, Frio, and Geelong and Richmond. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Jesus. It's like Simon Mitten Yeah. Um, I was thinking the Bulldogs probably need a big body down back. And they also like recruiting like kind of black and gold brand players. Sometimes. That are just a bit of money ball value for money. I actually thought Sydney was a team themselves. Straight swap. Well, that's what what I was thinking. On the way over, I was... Oh, yeah, yeah, for Buddy. <laughs> no, no, for Papley. If you you traded Casbolt for Papley, and you'd probably need to top it up with something more, but... They've just lost Heath Grundy. We're going to redraft. Transformer ladder. And, so, and, <laughs> and, and they've had Buddy Franklin miss a lot of games of football. We're going to redraft. Yeah, you know what no the good. thing? We laugh. But for a team, I get what you're saying. Like, we're not and, for... And they rely on Sam Reid up forward who... Spot on. People she, who are listening. That? People who are listening. We're not for one second saying Levi Casbolt is all of a sudden worth you know, yeah. the Sydney Harbour Bridge. No, no. Not at all. But is there a market for a guy who, like Tim said, he's shown a little bit in defence... Uh, we yet to see him muscle up against, obviously, the real big boys, but he's yeah. been okay. Uh, he can pinch forward. We know that. He's an unbelievably good mark. He can pinch in the ruck if you need. He's a bit of a versatile guy. There might be some interest in him now. Um, and that goes into our next uh, point of discussion. With Casbolt's form, defensively, you look at it and you go, well, the locks defensively, when fully fit, are Weedering, Tick. Caleb Marchbank. Tick. He's been very good. Yes, of late. Of yeah. late, excellent. Uh, he was the other bloke I thought could be top three in your best and fairest. He's been travelling. He's excellent. He's been travelling excellently well. Obviously, Cade Simpson, when fully fit, is there. Yep. Nick Newman, when fully fit, is there. And you think, you go, well, at the moment, Casbolt, Jones, and This Lockie, is obviously excluding Doc. 
excluding Doc. Yeah. Casbolt, Jones, and Lockie Plowman are three into two. And at the moment, given his form before he went down, Jones comes in. Absolutely. And because he's versatile, he can play small, he can play tall, he's athletic, he can wrestle. He, he's sort of by no means the best defender in the competition, not at all, but he kind of ticks the most boxes for us in the you know bear in the square. I had him in all Australian contention before he got, went down. But in the bear in the square role, he can sort of do everything you need him to do. You know, his game on Buddy was excellent, but then he can go and wrestle Hawkins and those yeah. guys. And he's quick. And he's quick. So he can, he can play on... We could have had him on the goal square against Collingwood out on Elliott or Stevenson or whatever. Yep. Is it Lockie Plowman that gets squeezed out at the moment given Casbolt's form? If you're playing them all and you've got a forward line of Mackay, Kerno, and McGovern and you're rucking Cruiser Casbolt, and you've got... Second row. Marchbank, and you've got Jones, and you've got Casbolt, and you've got Weedering. You're too big. Who's, the, sl- who's the slowest out of that lot? Well, it's Plowman. He's gone. We well, need, I, you, need, you need pace. But having said but that... But he can play on a midfielder who rests forward, and a lot of the other guys can't. I, I, and this is... I'm not writing Lockie Plowman I, off. I'm hey, just saying at the moment... If, if Liam Jones comes in, Levi Casbolt goes out. That's what happens. And I, but, because and I, you're trying to make him into something that he's not. And, you know what and I love? the bottom line is he's playing the role yep. vacated by Liam Jones. And I don't necessarily disagree. Yeah, I just think yeah. at the moment he'd be stiff, I think it's an, it's an embarrassment of riches that we've got a key position player who's playing such good footy. But I think it would destabilise our team yeah. too much and, and if credit you tried to, to do something else. Yeah. And, I, and I think you've you just got to be honest and say, Levi, you might be the fifth best key defender in the AFL right now. But you can't get a game at Carlton. And credit to I'm not probably not the fear. <laughs> you're also you, you know the point. You know, you, you know the point I'm making. And, but I, I agree, and, and yeah. I fully like. I thought uh, credit to Lockie Plowman um, uh, for his game on Charlie Cameron. Yep. And you sit there and go, he still played some good football for us. So it is it is positive to have an option that when Jones is fit, hopefully that's after the bye. That Which I think a, they said they think that they would. There's and, a decision and they just weren't going to rush, rush him back for the, for the one game, give him the extra week, get him right. But yeah. Spot on. And we want to move on next just to talk a little bit about the state of play and where things sit. A big talking point amongst Carlton circles in the AFL just at the moment, of course, is Stephen Silvani. There's been a bit of chatter about his position, his tenure. Does he leave? Should he leave? Should he be under pressure? How do, how do we personally, how do we feel about that? Oh, because personally, I sit there and think the job's not done. And I think that would be his view. No, I don't think the job is done. I think what he was brought to the club to do, which was the clean out, the cull, and the the you know amassing first round draft picks and then utilising them. And everyone says, "Oh, it's easy to get okay. It's easy to pick high in the draft. But it's also you got to obtain yeah those picks in the draft." That was his job. That was his role. And that may be. Fulfilled. Now, he may look at that and say, I've done the grunt work. Now it's about, you know, the other stuff. It's, it's, it's got to be a hard situation he may, having your two he, sons on the list and having to and make he may critical say decisions. Now, I'm walking away. Yeah. And he'll say, he might say, I'll come back in not, six I, years, eight years, ten years, or something like that. Not for but, one minute thinking. The pressure that's come, oh, because Bolton's gone, he's got to go. I think they are irrelevant. Oh, yeah. I agree completely. So, because I think what what he's um, um, what what he's what he's managed to do, and the talent that he's got in the door, at the end of the day, as a recruiting manager, that's your job. And and your coaching staff, your development staff, is then about taking them and making them better and finishing off the product that you've got. Is drafting and is trading 
Sorry, trading, he's trading. He's trading. trading he's trading especially. to maneuver his way through the draft. Has been sensa- nothing short of sensational. People, people talk about the wrong picks and the wrong players. People forget how hard it is. Even first round picks, they don't all turn out. So, the crop of young drafted talent that we've got through the door, I think, is pretty good. Where he needed person he for himself, he needed a bit of luck. Was in those kind of add-on steak knives deals. And, well, and Pickett was one of them. Yep. Yeah, none of them have worked for him. None of them. And I love how when people throw up, oh, everyone but Marchbank has been a failure. Oh, don't add Marchbank in there because everyone knew Marchbank was going to be a good player. And I think we Bank, gave up quite a lot to Marchbank get... Marchbank was the only player we got that we wanted. As in he was the one. He, that was the trade. Everything else was a bolt-on. And, and I've always said... And the Plowman one, was an, another one. We, yeah, that's right. In a different trade. Yeah. But the one thing that, and a lot of people never realised and understood, was when GWS, the list, was being put together, they had like 48 play or 45 players on their senior list. And they, over a period of time, had to pare back more. So for every other team that was delisting five, every year they had to delist like seven or eight because they were dropping the overall numbers. Mm. And, and they were designed to this. bleed players back yeah. in. And, and, he, and all he said was, our side... Our team is no good, mm-hmm. and we've got so much dead wood that your forty-second player is getting a game as my twenty-seventh best or whatever. Doesn't mean he's going to be a star, and I'm not rebuilding my team around him. Mm. But this trade will mean that kid will stay in the system. He'll continue to play, and he won't be lost to football. And he's good enough to be in our squad. He may not be there long term. Temporarily, yeah. That's People- right. The only one of those I think we we messed in terms of cutting guys. The only player I think we cut a year too soon. Andreas Everett. I can understand Andreas because his last couple of efforts for us were appalling. Pretty dodgy. He, he checked out a bit. But Simon White, considering we cut Simon White and then drafted or recruited Mullet and O'Shea. Yeah, that's yeah, true. No disrespect to Mullet and O'Shea. We sit there and go, well, Simon White would have been Mullet. better than. Mullet, I never understood. But, but O'Shea, si- I understood every, all the reasons behind Cam O'Shea. But Simon White would have been better value than either of those two. I just still think it just comes back. Like, if you trade for a player because you look at him and go, I love what he does, I'm bringing him in, you back what you see. At the end of the day, if you've been delisted, you're probably no good. Well, there's very. Like, there's not many blokes that get, think just about- get picked up in a Everyone guns. likes to list who we got in. Now, don't include Reese Palmer. We we kind of we had to take him. There was a, that we was, traded a pick that they were never going to use for right. him. We got him for we nothing. Gave them, we, gave list, them, we gave him pick one hundred and thirty-five. Right. <laughs> Literally, get these Literally. people to list not only who Sauce brought in, list who they replaced. Yeah, that's and that but, list is even exactly right. worse. But also, you have to list, and you've touched on it. You have to list the actual net spend, if you will, hmm. what we are trading to get these guys. Darcy Lang was like what pick. 50-something and a swap of fourth-round picks. Yep. You sit there yep. going, well, is it worth putting, spinning, or rolling the dice on this kid rather than taking a pick 50? Going, yeah. yeah, probably. We'll spin. So we traded... Um, Stats Davis. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I'd, I'd written this down for another reason. Um, <laughs> we traded... Unrelated a, to the podcast. A future fourth-round pick for pick 58 and their future fourth round. Exactly pick. right. So you've got like to look you're, you're at giving them nothing. the relative spend to get these guys in. But at the bottom line, my... my and it would have been nice if one or two of yeah, them totally. worked out. Yeah, oh, but, no, it's, absolutely. but that's drafting, that's recruiting in and of itself. Well, so, Nick Newman, 
we gave up a future fourth round draft pick. That's a good trade. And then during the draft, mm. we traded a fifth rounder that we had there and available. I think St Kilda wanted to use the pick that we had, and they probably picked up that Matthew, whatever his name is, the the forward from um, oh, yeah, the West yeah, Australian yeah. one. Uh, yeah. Matty. Uh, his name escapes me. But anyway, yeah. they, they've and they gave us their – fu- fu- Matthew Parker. They gave us their future fourth rounder. So basically we swapped our future fourth rounder for St Kilda's future fourth rounder and got Nick Newman. Yeah, and his leadership in our back line this year has been excellent. It's been great, and and that's the thing. I think for me, it don't make sense. But for me, Tim. with Sauce, right. what people just, on Twitter might not like. It. <laughs> exactly but what we, right. what I want to see potentially with Sauce is not that I'd be disappointed to see him go because he's done a mountain of work that is going to hold us in good stead. But just for the sake of a consistency of vision, the job isn't quite yet done. We still have that. We spoke about it. Small forward. We still have the midfield. We got a bolster. Yep. So you look at it and go, I don't know if he would walk away this year, knowing that. We're not quite set. And a list manager gets their kudos pretty belatedly. Absolutely. He builds this list now for success in four, five, six years' time. And whoever the list manager is then, people just palm off gratitude. Oh, well done, Jim. Well, well a mate of mine... You recruited fucking four players. Yeah, Blair Hartley, who was the recruiting Port. manager at Port, when he left there, he became the list manager at Richmond. Yep. And... If you took a snapshot in time two years before they won the premiership, and, and granted, um, Hardwick was under pressure, you started looking at names like um, Sean Hampson and the trade done to be able to get him in, and, and there was he'd he'd had three or four trades that he did that just didn't come off. Um, Chris Yarren? That was later. That could have been worse. That was one. later. Um, but and and you looked at some of the the players that they drafted along the way and um, and you just looked at it and you thought I'm I'm just not I'm just not excited and then all of a sudden they all came good and <sighs> uh, felt that way from the outside yeah Jesus uh, and moving on now with the coach obviously a little bit of chatter um, quite recently the last day or two some movement Tim you were I mean it's got to come to fruition but the tea leaves you were reading and that was just a gut feel. I, I just, I, I, it came like back down to personalities and a big enough name and somebody respected in football and a figurehead and all those sorts of words. That if you're not, and from Tim's what, point of view, of course, anyone who's had even a fleeting involvement with Port Adelaide is always oh, a positive. <laughs> I, I just thought Voss felt like he was the sort of person that Carlton would pick up, albeit his first foray into senior coaching was not covered in glory. No. But but you always knew that if he came back and he got another senior coaching position, it would be all about the structure that he would come into, the support that he'd have, and everybody is hitching their wagon to the, the ruse, director of coaching, mentoring, managing type situation. And again, who would be his coach? You can't have Ross Lyon as your senior coach no. with Paul Ruse as his, as his mentor because it doesn't work that way. It's got to be somebody with just a little bit less experience and in the end you sit there and you're going And we as a fan bossy. base but we as a fan base and, and as an industry have to be mature about it. Yeah. About what that structure means. And we once again we've spoken about that relationship, the top down relationship used in other sports, NFL, um, obviously world football, where Ruse is the top of the pyramid. Mm. He is. So if that's the position and the person below him has to recognise their number two the man at the top is Ruse, and he's responsible for the overall direction. Because if he's not, it just feels like a waste. 
But as you say, he doesn't want to do the job. No. Like he he wants like to make other people better. He wants to create elite learning environments. He wants to support people and have them grow and develop. he gets to watch the game and get a feel for it. Yeah, the club absolutely. that figures this out first is going to be fucking light years ahead mm. of everybody yeah. else. And it's a, the, my only question, I think we touched on it last time too, is you've got a football department salary cap. How much are you paying Paul Roos to do that job? And by putting in a figurehead like that, are you just robbing yourselves of What's other services? Cost? You know, because you've obviously <laughs> paid plenty to get Andrew Russell in. It's like uh, it's I'll like, work for free. It's like the yeah. Prestige Fab. Have you considered the cost? Mm. Yeah, I'll pay anything. No, no, no. Have you considered the cost? The real cost. Mm. Yeah, okay. Well, all I want, I've said it, I just want someone with a bit of panache. I'm not sure if we're going to get it because I don't think that exists, but I just want someone with a bit of spunk, a bit of character. Jürgen. Jürgen. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to move on now to the player-by-player player ratings, uh, effectively giving each player a uh, letter grade as okay. if they were an essay. So Let's put 30 seconds on each player. Well, yeah, okay. Well, we'll, or maybe even less. Yeah. We'll, 10 seconds each. No, we'll play it by you. Let's, let's, just, let's, just not, uh, let's just not make promises we can't keep. <laughs> Starting with number one, Jack Silvani. I have given Jack a C plus. I like what he gives us. I'm not here saying he's given us heaps. He's shown us some little glimpses. He's played some decent footy. But he's also been you know, a bit of a non-entity from game to game. But that's unexpected. He's he's a fringe player. Yep. But C plus for Jack for mine. Cool. C for me. I gave him a B plus. Wow, we just from I didn't have high expectations on Jack. I actually didn't think he was going to be in our best twenty two. Is your father a school teacher? Yeah. I would have loved to have Mr. Davis if, if, if he marks anything like no, his no, no, son. But, but this is but I, but my view. I, I'm not saying what his output is. I'm saying his performance yeah. relative to expectation. And I don't disagree. I, I think he has outperformed expectation, and I think he has played really well. And look again, he went back to the twos, and he, he's arguably right. the best player outside of the top we top sp- flight. We spoke I, a little bit about it earlier. Whether or not we use him, I think we we owe it to him and his development, his career. Uh, to give him a bit more of time on ball. Yep. Um, he is out of contract at the end of the season, so we'll obviously wait and see how that plays out. I have nothing against him getting another year or two. Not in, not at all. Number two, Paddy Dow. I've given Paddy a B-. minus. I've given him a B-plus as well. B-. minus. Yeah, and look, if you, if you want to focus on... The negative. The negative mm. and the skills and the few times that he's missed targets... Fine, you, you, you're going to assassinate this the guy, kid. And, and also and focus on the time he bursts out of the centre, 10 yards ahead of everybody else. What, what he does right, very few others do, and we've said it before. And, and again, the goal that he kicked last week... Yep. He, very few he, others can do He didn't have well. enough separation on the bloke that was on him, but he summed it up and he said, I'm going to gather this ball and I'm going to, with precision... Just execute. This guy and, will play, and, and he nailed it. This guy will play his first two seasons of AFL footballer as, as a nineteen-year-old. He turns nineteen at the end of the season. Yep. Um, effectively, we're getting one of those years for free. Yeah, totally. A, totally. In terms of a footballer, uh, and, he, and he'll walk away with thirty-eight games of experience, yep. and he'll go into his third season, and he'll like be said, ready to explode. The things he does well should hearten everyone, Absolutely. and ultimately, he will become, if we keep growing the way we hope we're growing, at best, third banana. Yeah, in a exactly midfield, right. Cribs, exactly right. Walsh, him, 
you're sitting there going, well, he's a pretty dangerous guy if he can, things can tick for him. We'd bring in a Canelio in. It comes fourth banana. Fucking hell. Unbelievable. Um, number three, Mark Murphy, the captain. We spoke about Murph a little bit earlier. Had a, had a rough start to the year in preseason. Like I said, looked to be carrying a bit of an ankle knack that he's, he's had to carry for the last little while. Uh, Saturday was undoubtedly his best performance of the season for us and showed that there's still plenty in the tank. He is winding down, and I don't think anyone thinks otherwise. I have given him a C, which is affected by, I think, that injury that he copped, A, against the Giants, and B, that he's been carrying. C minus. I gave him a C. I think we're all on the same page. C minus. Yep. C minus for Murph. Oh, oh, look, I think that um, Saturday showed he can still influence a game. Yep. Which is positive. Number four, Lockie O'Brien. Now I felt a bit bad. Lockie's had his ups and downs. He never stops trying. He's shown some excellent signs of late. Like Paddy Dow will play his first two seasons of league football at nineteen. Wasn't in the team in round one. Agree Just completely. That. Agree completely. Um, look, I think he will get better and better as he gets bigger and stronger. Um, I've given him a C, but. There's a lot of room for that to improve in the back end of the year. I gave him a B plus. Jesus. I gave him a C. He was he was on the way to an E until the last, last couple of weeks. Yeah, look, he had a couple of games early in the season where he didn't impact it enough no, early. I'm focusing on the positive. Yeah. But I look last again, fortnight's been great. Very good. Yeah, well and again the fact that he started the season out of the out of the team, you thought this is where a kid like that should be at, because he wasn't a bloke that was belting down the door and super highly rated as one of the best young kids in the country. Silvani just saw him and said, he's the sort of footballer that I want when he, he's 24 years of age. He and might be the best kick. You've said, you said that last week. In yeah. our team. Number five. So I'm seeing the positives. Yeah, so, I, no, yeah, and I, yeah. I'm completely on board. And I, I would love nothing more than if he keeps tracking the way he's tracking the last couple of weeks, that'll yep. jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah agreed. And, and I'm probably going a bit early. Number five, Sam Petrovsky-Seaton. I've given Samo a B. I think his third year has been his best. His, his, his highs have been the highest of his career. Game against the Bulldogs, extraordinary. He's, he's had a couple of other very good cameo games. Um, last couple of weeks, looks like he needs the buy a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's asked, he asked to play heavy midfield minutes. He's still only a very light frame. I would love to see him short kick. That hitting up that short kick either needs to become his A-grade primary weapon, like Sam Mitchell used to hit the short kick yep. that opened up the game, or he needs to try to bite off a little bit more and start hitting those 35, 40 metres. But be, be bold. Be yeah. bold. Look, I, I've really liked his season so far. I've given him a B. Oh, no. I gave him a B plus. But again, I, I am I'm focusing on his positives. However, for the ability that he's got, he potentially should should be doing more and should be doing more more often yeah. than what he does. I don't disagree. So, so I, 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 he's a bit schizophrenic in that, one half of him would definitely give you the B pluses, but then others. Well, you know, at, at writing times, something he's bit, down. He's a, bit, he's a bit short on what he should possibly be doing. Give it to us. Fab. I want to give him a B minus, but oh, it was a C plus B minus for me. But I'll I'll go with the B minus. You have to remember these Bulldogs performance and a couple of his earlier performances. Yep, he does need the buy. Big oh no! Time. Don't don't disagree. Hoping for a big second half of the year for him. We all know he's got the ability. Kate Simpson, number six, a little bit unlucky with injuries. Missed the four games. Mm. Um, look, you'd think he'd be winding down at this stage, but with Doc out, um, you know, he's had to these last two seasons. He's had to probably carry a burden that we didn't think he would need to at, at this stage of his career. Uh, he's still a bit of a you know, barometer for us, like you know, the little warrior and all that stuff that makes me throw up. Um, I reckon he actually might have become a better user of the ball over time. Possibly, yeah. He, he was always good and look, at his and, best. And his consistency, as ever, has been has been pretty good. I've given him a B on the I, season. I gave him a C plus. Oh, 
Tim doesn't give someone a B plus. A C plus. What do you give him? Fat? I'm giving him a C plus as well. Yeah. Oh, it's just and and my fear is the hamstring. Yeah. A 35 year old having a hamstring, you just to me a C is a worry. C is a pass. C is a C. Uh, P's get the degrees, mate. P's I, I, get the degrees. I don't think he'd ever fail. No. Because I don't think that's his attitude. Does his output drop relative to what he's done? But it has to. B- it, but it has exactly. It right. has, it has to. to. It has and, to. And our expectations that, that, got to be within expectation. Have to be commensurate. Agreed. Agreed. Number seven, Matty Kennedy. Time's ticking for Bam Bam. Look, he, he's only had the two games this season's round ten and eleven. I think he probably should have been given a go earlier than that based on his form in the VFL. I feel like he's been pushed to the margins a little bit when he's had those two opportunities. He only averaged 13 touches. One of them was against Essen and it was a little bit of a write-off with the weather. But um, that should be his no, weather. No, no, but, but in terms of it's a tough one for him to come into knowing that the ball's going to be like a bar of soap. Yeah, true. And, and I'm going to have pretty limited opportunities to really affect the game. You know, you want to try to be clean. But um, look, with him, Setterfield and Cripps, like the guys we mentioned in defence, it feels like three into two. Mm, um, and, and if you put Silvani in getting some minutes as well. But with, with 38 senior listed players, you can agree. afford to have an extra. Agree. And look, I think his, his ability-wise is higher. Uh, sorry, he's capable of a higher grade than this. I don't think he'll be given the opportunity to prove it. He's out of contract at the end of the year. I would be willing to give him one more. Um, just purely and simply, he's still a young guy. I've, I've given him a D. For the D minus for me. I gave him a D. And I love Bam Bam. And I want for more, but at the moment, I just think he's frustrating. We're all, we're all making. Last year it was the early season injury. He, he looked on, he looked no amazing pressure. in the first fifteen minutes of that Richmond game. He's not, right. not showing me anything. And just said, just remember this: when we traded for him, we gave pick sixteen and pick forty, and we got Kennedy. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> no, no. We, sorry, we got twenty eight, which we used. So on we Kennedy. gave them sixteen, sixteen and forty. Who do we give sixteen to? I think that's. I think we gave it to the Bulldogs. We gave them six. Yeah, oh, sixteen 20, is Ed Richards. So they're two. So we've gone sixteen and forty, and we got twenty eight, thirty, and a future second rounder. Yeah. Twenty eight we used to get Kennedy. Thirty we DeConning. used to get DeConning. Yeah. And our future second rounder would have been part of the Mitch McGovern trade. Yeah. Okay. And look, that's fine on the balance. So look, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, so I don't think we've given as much no, as we kind no. of think that we have. I, I look, bearing I hope in that he... mind that the pick sixteen came from Bryce Gibbs, who we haven't missed no. and has done nothing where he's gone. True. Number eight, Matty Cruiser. Love the guy. Don't kid yourself. Love we've, the... we've missed him. Oh, yeah. mate, love Matty Cruiser. Look, oh, we're not talking about Bryce Gibbs. This isn't the fucking yeah. Adelaide Crows player ratings. <laughs> uh, he's played eight of the thirteen games so far. Uh, encouraging thing for us, he's played the last six without issue. Um, which is good. We're probably we're still too over reliant on him week to week and what we need him to do. But he's an absolute warrior. Um, I love him to death. Uh, when we play well, it's because of him. And I've given him a B plus, A minus, B plus, A minus, A minus. Love the tractor. Tractor's wife is pregnant. Yes, I did see that. Congratulations! Shout out to Matty Cruiser. And his Shout wife. out to Matthew Cruiser. Um, Patrick Cripps. Whew. Let's seriously skip it. Let's just skip it. Oh, I think I'm, I'm probably going to grade him lower than any of you two. A double plus. I've given him an A. I've given him an A. I've given him an A. Um, Fuck. This is a bloke who's rated as the best player in the comp. You're giving him an A double plus? Yeah, but a I want him to be the best player in the double competition. Double plus. Look, he, his best Taken is, the piss. You know, look, his best is the best in the competition. He's, he's had, had a couple two of, or three bad games. He's had a couple of down games where he's been held. And, and we can forgive him for that. Um, what'd you give? What'd you give Bam Bam again? High expectations. <laughs> I want high he, expectations. Look, he's, he's he's the best player in the competition. Like right, I said, he'll, he'll win his third BNF. Best player in the competition. A. Okay. He'll win his third BNF. He'll get his third All Australia. Performance is, he be third is an A plus. Second. Third. I think it's third. 
Oh, well, okay. Number 10, Harry Mackay. A. I've given him a B. B plus. I've given him a B. Um, I Early think- season was phenomenal. Couldn't get a game last year. They made that, him that, wait that, and wait and wait and your, wait. That was your mate, Bolts. Um, well, I've got some stats oh, here for you. He's played all 13 of our games, leads our goal kicking at the moment. He's kicked 19-18, so he's getting getting good looks. He had 21-11 through 13 games played last year. He played fewer games, but at 13 games, he kicked 21-11. Um, he's 10th in the competition for marks inside 50, third for marks on the lead, which is good, and obviously contested marks. He's I don't know if he's top of the... Pops at the it was moment. at one point. He's dropped. He's, dropped he's in the top couple. So, yeah. look, what we're getting from a guy who's still only 21, still lean, um, we just need to find a system that gets the best out of him in, as a compliment to the others. Yep. But, look, been really, really pleased, really happy with, with Harry's, uh, Harry's year to date. Yep. Um, Mitch McGovern got 16 goals from his 11 games. feel like he's still finding his feet in a forward line that doesn't know how to use him. Um I think you know what? Finally, I thought this on the weekend. I think our lack of a small actually hurts what it looks like Mitch gives us because he does bring the ball to ground. Because he brings the ball to ground. Mm. Yeah, doesn't get out. Should have should have marked a few more on the weekend. Yeah, totally. I agree. I agree. He, his timing's a bit out, and, and there's something where I really liked actually. Footy classified. Um, Damo was having a bit of a go at him, and Hutchie just Fuck shut it Damo. down. Hutchie goes, "He's better than that." But what? And then Juddy did the same thing. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know it was him, but they said he fractured his back yeah, pre-season. He's, he's a better player. He than fractured so, his back pre-season. Can, can I give? Can I give? Go first in the uh, yeah. In, in the ten minutes a week that he plays, Mitch McGovern, A plus, A plus. <laughs> in the other, in the other hour or so that he should be playing, he's a D. He's either absolutely given us nothing. I've given him a C. I've given him. I've a given C. him a C as well. Yeah. C. Yeah, but, just a C even. But he's he's a much better footballer than that, and he'll be much better value. He's than good. That. He's very good. Yeah, but he literally plays five to ten minutes a game. Sorry, we're winding up. Tim's got some Thai food or something. He's going cold. <laughs> Number twelve, Tom DeConning. Tom doesn't get a rating. No, he he's got he's got an, he's one with got me. an NA. Just but because, we're very excited. Out of the moon boot, which is good. Yeah, and he, he's back playing at um, at uh, VFL level, which is great. So our, our future ruckman. And our small forward are the two roles that we really don't have locked down. Yeah. So Tom DeConning is a guy that carries a hell of a lot of yep. hope for us. Like him. So just got to get the body right. And hopefully yep. we could potentially see him before the season's out if he gets yep. a bit of a run. But he's more of a 20-20 prospect. Yep. Number 13, Liam Stocker. Five games so far from probably the most talked about player in a last year's draft crop. B plus. Really. Uh, on his merits, have actually been five pretty decent games for a first-year player. Um, unfortunately for him, they probably won't be judged that way. Uh, I've liked some little signs we've got from he's, he's obviously got bone stress, um, a bone, bone stress fracture in his foot. Which is a worry. Which is a little bit of a worry. Um, I've given him a C, but oh. I've liked, <laughs> I've liked what I've, bits and pieces of what I've seen. What did you give him, Fabian? B plus. I gave him an A. Jesus. I just think when he's been out there, he probably wasn't ready. He got, he got the game, he got the game in the week when Newman was out yep. and Simpson was out. They had to thrust him into a position that he hadn't played as a kid, but I think his style of football and his ability to be able to distribute suits him. Yep. So they thought, bugger it, let's give him a crack. We're all dog shit that day too. Oh, terrible. It was a bad yeah. game to debut. So uh, what we've asked of him, what he's been able to show, the, the, the fact that he has a crack and he will use his body and, and get involved... Uh, I cannot be unhappy with a kid who like was how, every chance to not play a game all year. Hey, I don't. I'm not. I, I like little bits that we've seen. I've gone for the C. Fabian's gone for the B plus. Tim's gone for the A. Whew, wow. That's and, and I think also because there's so much noise around him, if you just try and peel it all back and go, yeah. what have you actually got here in this kid? And you've gone, 
There's so much to like. Totally. Number 14, Liam Jones. Uh, back to the Jones of 2017 after a really challenging 2018 where I thought he was just used incorrectly. Yep. Unfortunately, missed the last six after that head knock. Fingers crossed back after the bye. We just need him back to help settle us. We spoke totally. about his athleticism and, and versatility earlier. Uh, he was a standout on Buddy uh, in that game early in the year. I have given him, and this is only because of the games missed and his inability to affect those games clearly, I've given him a B-. minus. But I think he's been he's been very good when he's played. A, I gave him a B plus. I said B minus could be accurate. It's, I really what when he's been what on the you park. What have you given him? B minus. B plus. B plus. He's been very good. He's been we've. I'm probably unfairly grading him on because we actually we need him. Yeah. And he hasn't been able to be yeah. out there. You go, oh, fuck. We actually need you. We might have won a few of those. And it's very subjective as to how totally. you treat totally. players. So yeah. Uh, number fifteen, Sam Doherty, and NA for Sam. Unfortunately, he's been out for so long. I actually forgot who number fifteen was. I, a plus on his media work. He's been good. Yeah. He's done a bit of. He's no. He's in, Fabian says that, but he actually has been important. Yeah, in no, I'm, I'm not taking the. No, I and, totally agree. And, and the fascinating thing will be is what is our expectation for Sam Doherty when he comes back next season? All Australian. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think he's going to play <laughs> midfield the way that he was before he hurt. No, the no. So I think you just say you are a halfback flanker. You're an all Australian back, halfback back flanker. pocket halfback flanker, and you're going to play your craft. And if after a season and a half, two seasons, your body's really totally. behaving and you can do more, go for your life. But they, they will give him the softly, softly, slowly, slowly approach. Just give us whatever you've got, Sam. Because can't if wait. you're playing, it can't hurt. Can't wait to get him back. Number 16, Darcy Lang. Look, Darcy, um, he's just played the one game against Essendon and unfortunately fluffed his lines. Yep. F. I've given him a D. I gave him a D. F. I don't, we, we, we said there were no Fs. What's the lowest you can go? I, th- I thought we said D minus. Because he's got that. D minus. D minus. Yeah, look, I think unfortunately... Um, D for Darcy. <laughs> just, I was going to say that before too. His intensity just really annoys me. Number Farsi eight, Lang. <laughs> number 18, uh, Sam Walsh, A. A plus. A plus. Can't, you can't fault what he's done so far. I just questioned. I said, can you give a bloke an A plus? Well, yeah, I'm giving it to him. We, we spoke about him earlier just with, with, in terms of what we're getting at him, so we won't, we won't labour on him again, but he, he's just been outstanding. Been absolutely outstanding for us and, and can't wait to see what he's like, as we said, at 25. Spot on. Uh, Angus Schumacher is an NA. Yeah. Um, this running out of time. I thought he was close to a debut. He was. Very early in the season um, and, and thought he might have got a run when we had a few of those injury nags. He might have got the gig when Stocker did. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. And look, he's look, unfortunately, he's out of contract at season's end and he was probably just a victim of an already inexperienced side that was light on for experience and... I'll ask you one question. Are you both NAs on Angus? Oh, yeah. I had him as a C because he's the, just. He hasn't done man. anything. Well, he was he was almost debuting. <laughs> Jesus. He was almost debuting, so he's obviously doing something right, Jesus as opposed God. to doing something wrong. So I gave him a C. Yeah. But I agree, it's a it's a it's an NA. Can we keep if we've got Sam Doherty coming back from injury? Can we keep both Cade Simpson and Daisy Thomas on our list? At the I end of the year? see no reason why not. At the moment. Because all I'm thinking is if the choice is See, I'm big let, on... let Angus Schumacher go or let one of your veterans go, knowing full well you've also got Nick Newman floating around there as well. Uh, do we have... But how again, many, how many that, years? That line... See, the thing is, I look and go, I had this the other like, couple of years ago where I thought, what's the difference between delisting... Sorry to single out Nick Graham. But you sit there and go, what's the difference between offering Nick Graham one more year? Recently or, engaged. Recently engaged. Shout out to Nick. Or... Trying to get like, just an example, but trying to get like Del Santo for one year is a bit of experience. You go, well, who's going to be better value? 
Well, and I go back to Nick Holman. Yeah, well, when when Silvani first came in, we all I reckon Nick Holman gave us a couple of glimpses yeah, of right. some really bad games. We're doing player ratings of Gold Coast players now. Yeah, no. and uh, well, we let him go, and you thought, I reckon this guy, you, you don't know what you're getting rid of. Yeah, and, and the whole yeah, thing go, go back to the sample, show us what you got. Well, he had something. I reckon if you think you've got something in Schumacher, what are you giving Nick Holman? Uh, we'll give him a C plus. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on to Lockie Plowman. Uh, Lockie Plowman, um, strange player. He, he very much, Sometimes he yeah. can look like a complete yeah. and utter liability. Yes, and then other like, is really well, I really broke good. out. I broke out in a rash when I saw him walking towards Charlie Cameron. Cameron. I was thinking, oh, he did well. He was fantastic. So yeah. the question becomes: We spoke about balance. What happens? Um, I think his best is good enough. I think he contributes well enough when he's in a good headspace. He can seem to be a little bit within himself on occasion. Um, sometimes we ask him to do jobs that he's probably not athletically able to do. Yep. And then that's when it becomes pretty hard for him. But I've given him a B minus. I, I went the B plus. Put the skewer through him, Fab. I, I went the B plus, but probably on the back of... Can I give him a B? His best performances. Let's, let's call him a B. Okay. Let's call him a B. I reckon I've gone a bit hard on the B plus. Gee, that's the first time he's shown a bit of restraint in these grades. He gave a guy who's done literally nothing a C. <laughs> Number 21, Jared Garlett. Look, I think we, in, in in light of Doherty's injury, we deployed him as a halfback. He's only played the two games, the first two. He's averaged 11 touches in those. Um, hadn't impressed as a small forward previous to that. He's not a halfback. Um, look, he, he was giving us a, he was trying, there's no doubt about it. Giving Jared a D. C minus. C minus. Okay, okay. I'm a bit harsh on him, I see. Uh, out of contract at season's end, so I, I'd be. See you, champ. I think he'd be on the way out. It was. It was given that he was the last pick in the draft. It was worth. Oh no, it's spot worth, on. Worth the roll of the dice. Absolutely. We found out. Can you play? Not really. Yeah, yeah and look, you've not got really a, for you, what we want. You got a bit of ability. Yep. Yeah. Didn't work out. Yep. Number twenty-two, Caleb Marchbank loved Caleb's huge. Played eleven games and his best footy for us. Yep. Since crossing, totally. Um, yep. Bit of a slowish start, but yeah. has gotten rolling. I've loved his... He had a heart problem last year, remember? It's true. I've loved his, his confidence over A lot overhead. of players on our list had a heart problem last <laughs> year. <which is> extraordinary <laughs> as a concern. Uh, I loved his, his um, confidence overhead, a little bit like Weedering's returned. Yep. Um, his, his want to actually take the ball high yeah. and to put himself in the position he's been really good. Uh, he's out of contract at season's end. Really hope we hear about a renewal in the next, next two weeks. couple May- of weeks. Maybe this weekend. I've given him a B plus. A minus. A minus. I feel like... Pretty harsh. I'm destroying the curve here. Um, number 23, Jacob Wiedering. Uh, let's just go through some stats that I told you about earlier. He's played all 13 games. Among AFL players, only Ben Brown has spent more minutes on the ground than Jacob uh, across the entire competition. And that, to me, speaks to his growing responsibility, his leadership. Um, he's sixth in the competition for intercept marks, seventh for intercept possessions, fifth for one percenters, and fifth for total spoils. Send that through to me, please. So for a guy that's apparently a shocking defender... Uh, he's doing a lot of really, really good Please stuff. Please send that tweet to me because I need to forward it to my mate. <laughs> but look, I, I've, I've, this is by far and away his best season of footy. Top three Absolutely. in the best and fairest, as I said. Um, I've, I've loved him. I've given him an A. A plus for me. A. A plus. Best season he's had. He's been great. He's been excellent. So look, fingers crossed he can uh, close out this season as he's begun it. Number 24, Nick Newman. Um, look, been serviceable stand-in for, for Sam Doherty this year and certainly better value for us than Mullet and O'Shea were last year. That wasn't uh, hard. His use by foot is, is occasionally a little bit flaky, but but on the whole... He's either a very good kick or yeah, he just he baffles you. Agree, totally. Mm. He's he's played the 11th matches for us. He's 11th in metres gained per match uh, in the AFL, which is a good return, and he's 8th in total rebounds. So he's 
Sort of a just bit of a hybrid. Doing his job. He's doing his doing job. His job. Oh, I've really, I've really thought he's he's contributed well. I've given him a B plus. I'll, I'll give him a, him a B. B. Excellent. Zach Fisher. This is a tricky one. Look, he hasn't taken a step forward. Yep. But he's not gone backwards. Yep. So, coming into the season, we probably would have hoped for more, but. He's 2019, he's averaging more disposals, more clearances, more in, more inside 50s. He's still only 21. The upside in his game, I saw this stat earlier, I loved it. He's only taken 10 bounces in 13, in 11, how many games he played? I don't know if he's played every game. 13 games. Yeah. So for me, I'm sitting there going, his value to us is untapped. Oh, totally. totally. Based on that stat. And there was a lot of talk about changing our team up and players playing to their strength, and a lot of people were saying... Maybe give him the small forward. I role. don't mind just having a little I, I, go. I don't it. mind it. I, don't, I look. I, I like him more in the middle of the ground, streaming forward, and maybe running to fifty and kicking the goal, which he did a couple of times last year. Totally. But he is good inside, and look, look, I, I think you just persist with guys like that. He works well, hard. Truly. Always yeah. tries hard. Yeah. Um, I, I liked him. So B minus for me for Zach. I gave him a B. C minus. Jesus. Well, on the okay. on the Tim giving Paddy Cripps an A. Oh, set in the bar. Yeah. I, I've got. The, yeah, I've got. I love Zach. He was yeah. like our second best player last year. And he, relative to me, ratings, he man. hasn't replicated. He, he hasn't gone close so. to that this year. Okay. Fair enough. Fair Number twenty six is Harrison McCready. Poor old Harrison's played the one game against the GWS. It's pretty tough ask for a guy to come in in our worst game of the year, and he, he hasn't played for two years effectively. Yep. Hard to see a role for him medium to long term. He's reportedly he's contracted through twenty twenty, so we'll have at least one more go on the list. I've given him a D. I'm going to give him an NA. I just haven't seen enough. Look, I gave him a C because I couldn't sort of Jesus. pump him up or drop him down. We've, um, we've managed to do both. Giving him a C and I'm made that sound the, like you're being stingy. I'm sitting on the fence. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number 27 is Matty Loby. Um, he's, he's handy to have as, as a bit of depth in the case of injury Armageddon. If the talk of the impact that he's had on Harry Mackay... Mm-hmm. Uh, agree. You know, that's... That's his value. Spot on. And these are these experienced guys who come in, they've played a lot of senior footy, played footy at a good level. Yep. He's got some value to, to give us. And, and if he's giving it us, giving it to us on the training track or... Is he vice-captain at Port? Maybe. Yeah. Um, and, then, and, and that's his value. So, um, look, he'll no doubt wrap up at the end of this year, but you know he'll continue to train and play at a good level at VFL level and be a, a role model and a leader, which is valuable. I've given him a D. Same. I gave him a C-. minus. Excellent. David Cunningham, eight games for David, 17 disposals. He's kicked seven goals for the year. You mentioned it earlier, flashes in and out of games, and you go, wow. His game against Collingwood was outstanding. Yep. He's got he's got everything he needs. I've given him an A, but I've, but I've, <laughs> but, but clearly, clearly, and again, on the basis of expectation and where he's come from and his football journey and the steps that he's taking – Maybe I'm cutting up his tape and just looking at his highlights. You're doing saying, what we did with that Jared Pickett video last week, <laughs> well, that's two right. weeks ago. That's right. I, I just I just see I now just see so much and I'm so invested in him. Um, he's your boy, your boy Blue. He's my, he's my boy. I've gone I've gone an A and and maybe he should be back to your B plus. But what have you gone for, Fabian? What's what's between an A and a D? I've given him a B minus. That's probably you're right because he's either an A or a D. Well, that's, yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> Number 29. And how old is he? He's 22. 22. Yeah, it's yeah, time to start producing. Number yeah, 29 okay. is Cameron Paulson. He's played uh, rounds two, three, and five as a small forward. He had 14 touches in round two. He was, he was all right uh, against Port Adelaide. He's had four touches in each of the other two. Five tackles in three matches. 
playing as that small forward. Um, I've got no issue with being rewarded for, for training standards and all that kind of stuff. Um, I reckon I'll give him a C minus. I've given him a C minus, but your stats make me feel like I'm polishing them and a little bit too much. C minus is out of effort. Yes. He's trying very, very hard. Maybe. He's getting a D minus out of effort. Okay. Jeez, like that. Jesus. Sorry, I Number can't. 30, I can't. I can't. I understand. Number 30, Charles Curnow. Um, he's played the 10 games. He's battled with some little niggles to get through them. We thought he, he might have been down for the year against Port. Uh, eight games in eight again uh, under Bolton. He's got 10 in the last couple again under Teague, which is great. Um, he's probably the most X-factor player in the competition. We've seen the last couple of weeks. His best is game-breaking. It's game-winning. Um Super to see him back up and running. On the strength of his, his struggles earlier in the year, I've given him a B minus. Ditto, B minus. I'll give him a B plus, but again, maybe I've got, I'm, I've got working more on the short term memory rather than and and again, Understand? like I think where where he was setting his expectations, like his first his start to the season was poor. It was, and so he's but at he's, least taken from there. He's hit and the buy in yeah, a good amount of form. Correct. Number thirty one is Tom Williamson. I've given him an NA. He came back and and. Uh, did a couple of nice little bits and pieces. I love his effort. You thought, oh yeah, look, he's, he's he looks like the player he, he sort of was. Excellent. He's coming off a very low base, back injured. So NA for me for Tom. Um, contracted through to the end of twenty twenty. Good. He's played seventeen games in just three years. He's only twenty. Yep. He's twenty yeah. years old. NA. You just wait. If I had to, if you push me for a mark, I'd give him a B plus. Jesus. I actually had a, a mark written down and it was B plus, but you've, 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 already, you've already made that. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's just giving him out. Number 32, Alex Fasolo. Uh, two goals in his three games. Eight total tackles in his three games. Just six uh, six and a bit disposals on average. He's kicked six goals in seven VFL games, which isn't good. We've probably misused him a couple of times as a, like a marking medium, like a target. I think you've talked about him too much already. Which yeah. is weird. <laughs> yeah. we, I, I just don't think we've serviced him well on occasion. I agree, but he still gets a D. He, I give him a D. D minus. <laughs> Jared Pickett gets an NA. He, he gets an F. He, no, he gets he gets an F, F from me. F for because if you're going to turn it for fat for fat, <laughs> I was just ashamed that we didn't no, get no, to see him anymore. There's, there's, oh, there's, he's I obviously had, not met the standards. I have I had hopes for him. I thought he looked like a really terrific player, and so it's a I. shame that he's so I. He, he was we all saw the Indigenous boys line up wearing the Guernseys. And he can't every, run, and, and everyone's just gone. Sean, his patella's ruptured. Come on, mate. He can swim. Yeah, it's true. He can do chin-ups. That's, well, he's lifting an awful He can not eat. <laughs> he's doing a lot of bicep curls with the Mars yeah. bars. Uh, number, so what are you you're giving him an F? I've given him an F. Jesus. An F from for his attitude. Oh, wow. Jesus. Yeah. Maybe he was just like stricken because of his injury. Whatever. He was Move depressed. On. Anyway, number may, 34. Maybe he may have mental health issues yeah. and I'll feel marginally uh, bad, but he's getting uh, paid uh, enough. And number 34 is Andrew Phillips. I've given Andrew a D. He's obviously second in line as we wait for De Conning. Played three games at AFL level and, and look, unfortunately for him, came up against Nancurvis Ryder Lysett. And, and sort of got cut up against got those cut up guys. Against every single one um, of them. He's contracted to the end of 2019, given Lobe, Lobby, Lobo, Lobo is likely, Lobos. Lo- likely to leave. They did the uh, soundtrack to uh, La Bamba. Yeah, they yes. did. And we've obviously only got to Conning and Cruiser. It'll be interesting to see what we do with him. Um, he'd be a bit of a margin call. I'll give him a D. C minus. D. If we can't obtain anyone else through free agency, he, 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 he stays by virtue of 
if we struggle you need to one. land someone, yeah, you just yeah, need one. Totally. Number 35, Ed Kerner. Love Ed's effort. Always fantastic. We, yeah. we need to stop using him as a high half forward, goal kicking type, midfield type that uses the ball because his skills just simply aren't up to it. But <laughs> he is one thing and one thing alone, unbelievably fit. He is, as Nick Rewalt would say, rock hard fit. Yeah. Do you know what um, I love when, when he shanks a ball and oh. the commentators say, Ed kicks it to space. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no. It hasn't kicked it to space. Ed butchers it. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't like him used as a half forward at all. Uncontracted at years end, should win a new deal. Yep. Uh, I've given Ed a B based on his season. Ditto, B. B plus. B plus for Timbo. Number 36, Paddy Kerr, not sided at senior level. Um, performing well enough with the Northern I like Blues. what he's doing the, uh, at the two. He's kicked 18 he's goals. 18. He seven in one go. He kicked a lot, yeah. He kicked a lot. He's kicked one. 18 goals in his But it was eight- like Frankston. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. a great team, so there, there's a little bit of a caveat on it. He's got 18 goals in his eight VFL games, uh, reportedly out of contract at season's end. I, like I said, I've given him an NA, but the bits and pieces I've seen, I think you hit the nail on the head with him, Fab, a while ago when you said he's actually 20 years too late. Yeah, he's a pure full forward. What are you giving him? Uh, look, I had him down as a B just because I think he's performing in the twos. He hasn't and he's played a fucking game. C plus. Yeah, but me. again, Jesus. did you expect him to play a game? No, but I'm giving him. When a... you've got a forward line of Kerno, Mackay, and McGovern, NA, and you're NA, not expecting him. Or he's an NA then. In NA, the same way that I still gave Williams and an NA doesn't mean you're dog shit. It just means you haven't been able to perform. You have. It would be unfair to give you a grade. Okay, it's unfair to give him a grade. His role in the depth chart. I'm going to give. I'm going to give him a C plus. Well, exactly Number, right. Th- Thank moving you. on from that. Thank Number thirty-seven you. is Ben Silvani, also an NA young guy. No, NA learning nothing. the caper at VFL level. Um, both NAs. Finbar. You don't want to give him a massive grade there, Timbo? You don't want to give him a B plus? B plus, Tim. Uh, Finbar Adwar, another. <laughs> Finbar's another NA, only five games at VFL level. Just well, I don't know, kid. and I've never seen him play. I know that he has red hair. Yeah, I've seen him play. Like, he's just a young kid. Yeah. Um, number 39, Dale Thomas. I have given Dale a B. I've really enjoyed a lot of what Daisy's done. More on the field than off the field, it must be said. Um, look, I just think he's a valuable guy to still have around the locker room, and, and if he sees the season out as he's playing at the moment, gets another deal. I gave him an A minus. I, I think I was going to say, hold on to your chairs. I'm giving him an A minus. Wow, yeah. he has brought effort every yep, absolutely. single week. Still doing and, a little bit of filling in for Daisy uh, Docky Dockety. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, look, I've, I've really on liked. and off the field. I would. It's be a shit imagine. haircut, but it's everything awful. else is. Um, yeah. Hopefully, like hopefully the umpires have had their way with him the last couple of weeks because he has been he's shafted. Right. He, yeah. Thank God we're paying him seven hundred grand a year because he's uh, number forty. Michael Gibbons, thirteen games, seven goals, averages the fourteen touches a week. Year high, season high of twenty three against Brisbane. We probably did him a disservice playing him in that forward role for so long. Um, his best games have been wins. Yep. So yep. I've been really happy um, with what we've seen from him, particularly on the ball and just all around. His efforts been really good. Um, I've given him a B. I gave him an A. B plus. Yep. For mm-hmm. what the expectations of where he's come from. Agree. Good on him. Yep. Good on uh, him. Number 41, Levi Casbolt. If you'd asked me this a couple of weeks ago, he'd been tracking it at a D. Yeah. Uh, what have you given him? I've given him a B. Gave him an A. I've given him a B plus. Yeah. B plus. Love it. Um, look, <laughs> this is season start stat. Sorry, I had. Caleb Marchbank is sixth in the competition for intercept marks. He's played like 11 games. Levi's 14th. <laughs> he's played about five. He's played about three, four games behind yeah. the ball. Yeah. Sitting on, he, he's, he's marking. He is doing exactly what Liam Jones did he's when he was reborn. He's got a gr- his great set of hands, Levi. Oh. We always said it. Yeah. Look, I and see, either handball it to a bloke running past you or kick it 55 metres. Yeah. He, That's all he's, he's going to do. Sometimes he just hits the simple short kick to someone. 
and when he and when he when he does it, you sit there and you go, oh, oh shit, oh, leave leave <laughs> uh, number forty-two, Kim Lebois. Kim Lebois, the Frenchman. Nah, NA. He's kicked two goals in his two VFL games. Not interrupted. Seen, not seen much of him. Um, NA likely be delisted, unfortunately for Kimmy. Correct. His highlight will forever remain that goal he kicked in the JLT. against Melbourne. Well, yeah, the opening at, second. Uh, it was unbelievable. Field. Uh, number forty-three, Will Setterfield, eleven games. Um, he's averaging twice as many touches this season as he did in the couple of games he played in in twenty seventeen. He's coming off an unbelievably low base. You know, kicking needs to improve, but particularly on on the weekend, like we said, we saw some really positive signs from him. I'm hoping he kicks on in the in the second half of the year. So I've given him a C, with that grade hopefully jumping. I've given him a B plus. He's a development player, developmental player. You weren't expecting him to come in on the back of two games, no. contributing. So the fact that he has played as often as he has, he racks up possessions, he finds the football, he understands how the game gets played. He's a fantastic piece of plasticine to be moulding into the footballer. We need him to be... Love it. C-. minus. C-. Minus. Okay. Well, I'm and give everything you said, off. I hear you, Tim, but if Sam Walsh, you're saying he can't be, he can't have expectations on someone from two games... Yeah, but he also wasn't coming off an ACL. No, he's coming off the TAC Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not three AFL. So C-. For, C-. minus. Number 44 is Matthew. Oh, his best game of the weekend for the club last weekend. Kicked five in the VFL, which is encouraging. Um, just a project player, former basketballer. Yep. Uh, who knows? We might see him at senior level before the season's out. He's an NA at the moment. He fits into, NA the, slash he fits plus. into the Lakers' <laughs> salary cap. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, NA. NA for you. You and you each other. Oh, yeah. Excellent. NA. Hugh Goddard is an NA. Probably should have been getting the game, but... If Levi Casbolt wasn't well, doing what he was doing, he'd be getting that opportunity. He, well, he Levi be- wouldn't be doing what he was doing if... As we all asked for, that Levi was the one dropped, mm. and Hugh Goddard was the one who came in. Yeah. Hugh, Hugh Goddard might be leading the Northern Blues BNF. Yeah, he's playing well. He's Good playing on him. super well, Good and, he's, and he, look, he's knocking down the door. If someone slips up in front of him, we're injured. So I've given him an NA. Yeah, NA, NA. Yep, both NAs. And then look, the other, the last two, Matthew Cottrell and, and Josh Luke, I think are pretty similar. Cottrell's played seven games at VFL level, having joined uh, with Gibbons. Um, just a development prospect. He's been twice in the best for the Northern Blues. Good. And DeLuca obviously hasn't played a game yet, so they're both NAs. Coming off the string. Spot on. So, look, we've got a couple there. Timbo's been pretty generous. I like yeah, it. but we all know that I'm the cup half full man. And the guy, what I like, I like. So um, We're going to quickly... Uh, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, we're gonna, I know you've got your Thai food waiting. We're going to quickly cut through uh, some what I would like to seize for the remainder of the season or in general from the Carlton Football Club. You know what I want to see? We said it earlier. Daisy forward. Yeah. want to see it. Anyone else want to see anything? I, I want to see Jones back <laughs> and in the form that he's shown before. Yep. Uh, I want to see um, Tom DeConning playing regular um, reserves footy and playing well and finding the footy. Yep. Uh, and hopefully Liam Stocker comes back into the team yep. and just keeps doing what he's been doing. Um, I'd probably be happy with that. And maybe a, maybe a big break, breakout game from my boy, Dave Cunningham. <laughs> you might have even potentially had that against Collingwood. Yeah. I just want to see better for longer. I think uh, we, we're showing like, stints. Like a aid. <laughs> 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 we're showing stints in games. Yeah. Um, if we extend those stints, and ultimately, I'll, I'd like to see at least one, because even the, in the two wins we've had, we haven't had a four-quarter effort. But we go. wasn't bad. The first Bulldogs one, we were awfully close. To Pretty close. Quarters. Pretty close. We didn't have too many drop-offs. My no uh, my wish list, that was apart from Daisy Ford, I didn't realise we were doing them all back-to-back. That's fine. I want to see Charlie one-on-one deep 
Yep. More often. Hopefully we see that. You know, you know what I want to see? Inflatable bananas. I love the inflatable bananas. I've said to a contact I have at the Carlton Football Club, you should put these in the kids' memberships, like a blow-up banana Smart. as one of the things. Mm, with and the that, top already on. And that's spot on with the top already painted on it. Mm. That just becomes a little silly knack of Carlton when we kick a goal. You do the inflatable banana goes up and whatever. You know what else I want to see? Hot, hot, hot matchups before the game. Own it. You know the old Princess Park. What else Park? you want? The Lebanese flag to return Love it. to the. Uh, Love it. We don't need the Lebanese spot. players. Um, but no, just own the game day experience. We can wave it. Make it kitschy. Bongo camp. Make it, but make it kitschy. Make it silly. People who, who used to see us play at Princess Park would know it. They did the matchups on the screen, and the Calypso song would play. It was a bit silly and whatever. And bring those graphics. Bring to back the, the the Sam Smorgan scoreboard graphics. Sam Smorgan scoreboard. It sounds ridiculous. Bring it back. Be stupid. Be have fun. Make the game day experience something that's just. Mm. I got a friend of mine who's a Brisbane Lions fan who said, "Oh, I used to love going to like play the Blues at Princess Park because it's scoreboard." Just a little part of the game that was different and it wasn't like that anywhere else. Yep. And it's something that we can own and just and the bananas like that just have a bit of fun with. I'm all for all this crap pre-game. But quarter time, half time, three quarter time, I don't want to hear anything. Particularly if we're losing. Emily, Emily, read the room. <laughs> what was game, what game was that? North Melbourne? Cheer the boys off. It's been a great half. We've got 70 points down. That's, that's what I remember. Well, I was the Gold Coast. It was one don't, or the other. That was said, the night game though. No, it was this was year. It was, was this year. year. Oh, right, I said, yeah. I said, because the got up and I said, Emily, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to stand up and give the boys a. We've got five minutes to do a real quick quiz. There's seven questions. Go. Jeez. Okay. Are you ready to go? You're buzzing in. Fast money. <laughs> All right. Question number one Two players have used locker number 40 this season. Who? Bzz. Timbo. Tommy Bug and Michael Gibbons. Spot on. Timbo takes the lead 1 0. Question number two. We had to wait until the seventh minute of the second quarter in round one for our first goal. Who kicked it? Baby on. Charlie Kerner. Incorrect for the steal, Timbo. Harry Mackay. Incorrect. Do you want to have another go? Anyone? Oh, it's Alex Fasolo. Alex Fasolo. It was two up the other end. Very correct. Question number three. Sorry, Tim. We have four players... In the top 25 for total pressure acts, can you name two of them? So four. Four of our players in rank in the top 25 for total pressure acts in the AFL. Can you name two of them? Bzz. Was that Tim? I'm going to say Matthew Cruiser. That's incorrect. Okay. Dale Thomas. Incorrect. I thought for the steal? If I answer with conviction. Give me for the steal. The steal back. Jack Silvani. Incorrect. Jacob Wietering. Incorrect. We're going to buzz you two idiots out. Zach Fisher. Really? Paddy Dow. Yeah. Sam Walsh. Patrick Cripps. I was going to go Cripps. Pressure acts. Number four. Our two top tacklers have recorded 141 tackles between them. Bzz. Can you name the two tacklers? Ed Kerner. Incorrect. Fuck. <laughs> Paddy Cripps. He's one of them. The second one's a surprise. Samo Petrovsky. Samo Petrovsky. Bang. Question number five. The Halls Creek Cowboy. <laughs> Patrick Cripps unsurprisingly leads this category amongst all AFL players. Contested possessions. You going to buzz in, Contested possessions. Spot on. Question number six. Liam Stocker made his debut in round seven against who? Bzz. Who's that? Uh, North Melbourne. North Melbourne, Fabian. Fabian can't lose. He's going to win the truncated Carlton quid, uh, quiz. <laughs> 
Question number seven, final question. David Cunningham has kicked multiple goals on how many Zzz. occasions, Fabian? Three. Incorrect. <laughs> if, if <this> Two. Was... <laughs> Correct. Timbo sees out the quiz with a right answer. Unfortunately, gives it to Fabian four to two. You won the main quiz, though. And that's all that counts. On the pod proper. Well, that ra- ra- about wraps us up for the Carlton special mid-year special. We'll obviously be back to do it all again come the end of the Can't season. Can't lose this week, boys. Can't lose this weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, no football for us. Uh, obviously, hit us up on Twitter. The What are we? The Ian... Ian Prender underscore cast? Yes. The Prender underscore cast. The Prender underscore cast. Yes, hit us up and obviously tell us what you think, any grades or or the like. I would love to hear them. For Fabian Guadagnolo, thank you very much for listening. Fabian? Arrivederci ragazzi. Ragazza. Uh, for Tim Davis, thank you very much, Tim. Always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. And for B me, Sean plus. P. Lodge, <laughs> what do you I wrote? give this podcast a B plus. <laughs> and for me, Sean P. Lodge, thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Toodles. See you later. See you guys later. Ole, ole. Rumble, rumble.